Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning, fellas. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Sun yet to come out. It's still a little dark here in New York City. We're here in Lower Manhattan. We're on ESPN News this morning. Good Wednesday morning. Guys, I checked the uh, weather forecast as Key's rocking out and Jay is too. I checked the weather forecast in Milwaukee this morning. 59 degrees and showers, but it's uh, overcast and gloomy if you're a Bucks fan this Man, morning. Man, <laughs> 59 degrees already? Right. Man, it's that time of the year. Well, did well, you see? Especially in Milwaukee, though. You see, two days ago in Denver, uh, it dropped by 70 degrees <clears throat> in two days. We're going to talk about Von Miller and his season that's ending injury in a minute. Perfect. A that's perfect sweater weather. <laughs> sweater weather. No. Literally, it was like. Up in the 80s or 90s, and it dropped 70 degrees, and they had a huge snowstorm in Denver. How about that? Right now? Right around Labor Day. Huge God. snowstorm. See, Wyoming, Montana got blitzed as 2020. well. 2020. And everybody want to know why I just, it's, it's heartbreaking to have to leave California. It just crushes me. Because the weather's just perfect all the time. Don't worry. Climate control is not a real thing. <laughs> it's not a real thing. No, it, you know. Not a real thing. How was your night, man? Pretty good. Watch both games. I really only kind of mentioned to you beforehand. I really only kind of watched. What the did Laker you eat game. during the game? Stop! Stop getting well, man, like this for right now. No, he goes right into it. What did we eat last night? I didn't the game? eat much. I was just snacking. I you didn't go snacking. for you didn't go for the the trip because you usually go for a little walk Taco for some Tuesday. barbecue. Well, well, I mean, with the game starting at six thirty, I wanted to kind of lock in, sit there, kind of snacking a little bit. And I told him I only really watch a Laker game because I wanted to hear from Giannis after the Bucks were eliminated. And, you know, he kind of said the right things. We'll hear from him here in a second. But uh, look, for the second straight year, they have the best record in the NBA. And for the second straight year, they're not going to the NBA Finals. It happens, right? No, it don't. No, it, it happens to, to, to great players when you're in situations and you try to do it all by yourself and injuries happen. And that's it just it happens. What are you going to say? Beginning of the year, obviously, you think, okay, you got Milwaukee coming out of the East. Obviously, the Lakers and Clippers are what they are, and but you got Milwaukee coming out of the East. Maybe there's a Boston. Maybe there's a 76ers. But as time went on, you just felt like Milwaukee was the, the team. But then as you break it all the way down, Jay, and you start to really look at it, you start to say, okay, Giannis's game will not carry this team by himself. To a championship. You just you go back to last year and you go back to the year before. It's just he needs some major help. Real quick, Jay, it's 103-94. The Bucks are done. The Heat are back in the Eastern Conference Finals, as you may have heard at the top of the program for the first time since 2014. Something doesn't smell right. With regard to? Um actually, Key, it doesn't happen. I don't think this happens ever where a team has the best regular season record back-to-back years. They have the back-to-back MVP. They have the defensive player of the year. They have their head coach and Coach Bud, who was an uh, NBA head coaching finalist, and they get bounced out early again? That doesn't happen. I mean, this leads to a way bigger conversation, and I will say that Eric Spolstra has been running circles around Coach Bud this entire series. The entire series. Now, I know a lot of things factor into this. COVID, time off, coming back into the bubble, readjusting, having George Hill, Pat Connaughton miss a couple of games early. But think about this, Key. 53-12 and 12 in the regular season. 8-10 and 10 in the bubble. The game plan was to build the wall against Giannis. Everybody knew this was going to happen. Everybody knew after watching last year, here comes the wall. What's going to be the sets? What are going to be the nuances to build around it? 
And once again, I know Giannis had injuries. I know he was out. But there has to be some responsibility on the NBA coaching finalists and Coach Bud in order to make this happen, to get them out of the next round, to get them to the Eastern Conference Finals. They were not in the bubble last year, Jay, and the same thing happened, right? I mean, That's what so- I'm saying. But, but, Key, it's like the same narrative two years in a row. Like, there has to be some accountability here. And I know a lot of that. I know Giannis's name will be dragged through the mud, and I get it to a degree. He'll have to live through this the entire offseason. Thank God for him. It would be a quick turnaround. But the same narrative will follow him next regular season, right, until he has postseason success. But eventually, when you're thinking about John Horse, like, Malcolm Brogdon comes back, and it, it haunts me with this team. I'm not saying he would have been the ultimate difference maker, but I also feel like it's time for Giannis – to I, I don't want to hear any more of these coaching cliches. Well, you know, Coach Bud, you know, told me I'm going to put him, whoever he has me guard, I'm going to guard. You know, like we saw LeBron James do this with Mike Brown. We saw Kevin Durant do this with Scott Brooks. It comes to a point where you have to arrive and you not only have to be the best player for your team, but you have to start telling your team and your coach, we need him on our team. We need Malcolm Brogdon to be here long term. We need Chris Middleton to play a lot of minutes. I need to play more than 35 minutes. I need to play in games over 40 minutes. We have to start preparing for the postseason, and it's going to take the next step for Giannis to do that. But that's personality, though. I agree. It's, it's, it's all one's personality. LeBron James is driven at a different level. Kevin Durant is driven at a different level. So you get guys like that that have the personality to – grab the bull by the horns, and demand certain things or else. But that's not Giannis's personality. But LeBron wasn't always like that now. LeBron kind of But you got to remember, LeBron also was a kid coming into the NBA. Understood. And, and once you grow and you mature, you get a little older, you get more confidence. It's, that's what any of us. So I think LeBron was, I think, 26 or 27 when he won his first chip, right, in Miami. 26. I think 26, I think. Yeah, I think it was so 26. So Giannis is 25. So Giannis still coming over from yeah, overseas. But, 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 no, no, hear me here. Giannis coming over from overseas. I don't think – look, when Giannis has a Twinkie in the off summer, <laughs> it, becomes, it becomes viral. He's never had American food. I think all these different things are – He's never All had these different American things are new for him, right? What does that have to do with playing basketball? No, because I, I don't think Giannis has had enough time in this culture – of basketball uh-huh. where he's learning at the same rate that LeBron is. I think he's learning, too, about what it takes to actually have a championship pedigree and demand that from your franchise. Facts check, uh, LeBron was 27 years old. 27. Yes. Okay. Evan got in my ear and wanted to make sure that we got it right. Perfect. So Giannis is still two years younger than where but, LeBron was, right? But LeBron, four years into his NBA career, took a team – to a championship Understood. with me's and you's playing right now. Yes. The way we are walking around right now, he took on his back to go to a championship because his, his mindset and the way he approached things are different. And when you're that wazy, it's, it's easier to make the transition to a great player. When you're still trying to find your way, like Giannis, trying to figure out, you know, if, if I'm the guy – but even though I, even though I'm getting MVP trophies, but am I the guy? Am I? I know everybody's saying I'm the guy, but am I truly Kawhi Leonard? It's time, Key. It's time for Giannis to know that he's the guy and demand that from his friends. But I don't want to be. But I don't want to be perceived a certain way if I'm Giannis, right? Giannis, like you said, 
He comes over. Okay, so how are you being perceived right now? Because if you, if, you, if you don't want to take the bull by the horns right now, then you leave perception out to everybody else. And the perception yeah. becomes back-to-back MVP, regular season, you know, but Richard do I Jefferson, go, Scottie Pippen, but, all these different things. you gotta be, you got to take command of it. If I'm Giannis, and like you said, he's trying to understand the culture of basketball in the United States opposed to overseas. I'm coming from overseas. Now I'm trying to learn all of this. All I see is how – Social media and media treat stars, athletes, when they say certain things and do certain things. I wasn't raised that way when I played basketball overseas. Do I want to take that on? I saw the way people treated Kevin Durant when he decided to leave OKC to go to Golden State. It was all hell broke loose. It was crazy. I saw how LeBron was treated when he decided to go to Miami to win a championship. If I'm Giannis, do I really want to be put into that situation like that by demanding certain things? You have no other choice. But do I? You have to. You have to run through. He may not want to go through that though. You have to run through the wall. I mean, we're going to talk about it for most of the show. All I'm saying is, you take the first option. You becoming passive. You let everybody else dictate what the narrative is for you. Man, saying it's in my control. I'm going to make it my way. Giannis could call me. Frank Sinatra. I did it my way. Oh, God. Key and I are in Hoboken, the uh, birthplace of Frank Sinatra. We are Boom. living there at the moment. And I just want to mention this. Say, so- man, don't be telling people where I live. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I just want to mention, everything. Can I just mention this so we can all get paid on Friday? Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance, protecting small businesses with specialized coverages for commercial vehicles. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. We'll hear from Giannis in just a moment. And we'll also go boots on the ground with Jen Latta, ESPN Radio in Milwaukee, coming up at 630 in the morning. Still to come, Von Miller, done for the season Does that mean the Broncos have no hope to catch the Chiefs in the AFC West? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. From A to Z is brought to you by Redbox. Now at Redbox, stream the theatrical home release of Bill and Ted Face the Music, starring Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. 
who were in the original movie back in 1989. Get premium access and visit Redbox.com for all the ways to watch. Everybody's talking about the Bucks as we are this morning, fellas. But there is another story in the NBA percolating. The Thunder and head coach Billy Donovan have mutually agreed to part ways. This is surprising just from the standpoint that in the coach of the year voting, Billy Donovan finished third and got four first place votes Indy, New Orleans, Chicago, the Sixers all need a coach. Of course, he was also a great college coach. He'd have a ton of options there. But the word on the street is that he would prefer to stay in the NBA. It's almost like a kiss of death, though, when you are in that coach of the year conversation because they will fire you even though you're coach of the year. Ask Dwayne Casey about that. Fourth-seeded Noemi Osaka advanced at the U.S. Open, 6-3, poignant moment in Flushing, not too far from where the three of us are sitting. After her match, the families of Ahmad Arbery, who you might remember was killed in Georgia, Trayvon Martin, thanked her in videos. Those two, Arbery and Martin, are some of the shooting victims that Osaka has remembered by putting them on her face masks for all to see during the U.S. Open. She was visibly emotional when she talked about it with our tennis commentators after the match on ESPN. One huge NFL note with the season starting tomorrow and will be all football all day tomorrow and moving forward. Von Miller injured a tendon in his ankle near the end of Tuesday's practice. He is expected to need surgery that is likely to end his season. That's according to Adam Schefter. He will get the noted second opinion from the foot and ankle specialist, Dr. Robert Anderson in Green Bay. Maybe surgery to come, if that's what Dr. Anderson says the Broncos will close week one, bring down the curtain on week one of the NFL season when they host the Titans in the second game of ESPN's Monday night doubleheader. And that is on the way with the Texans and Chiefs tomorrow, full schedule on Sunday, two games on Monday, including the Von Miller-less Denver Broncos. Welcome back inside. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're wondering where the honest talk is, you should have been with us at 6 a.m. Eastern. We'll talk about it again at the bottom of the hour. We'll go to Milwaukee. Boots on the ground. Jen Latta, ESPN Radio in Milwaukee on what the fans are feeling this morning. She'll join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Fellas, it's time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Let's get right back in to Von Miller. Key, it's pretty obvious the Broncos have not made the playoffs. Never mind the Super Bowl. The Broncos have not made the playoffs since Von Miller was the MVP of Super Bowl 50, rescued a noodle-armed Peyton Manning to win that game. He was the MVP of Super Bowl 50. He got his money, and now he is hurt, and this is a big spot for the Broncos who are looking for big things this year. He's the last, he's the last guy on the defensive side of the ball on, for this team that won the Super Bowl. Um, hmm. You know, you think about Von Miller coming off the edge. There's Chubb on the defense. You know, offensively, they went out and got Jared Judy. They got some weapons in Sutton. They, they got uh, Melvin Garden they, from the uh, Chargers. I almost called them the San Diego Chargers from the L.A. Chargers. You look at Philip Lindsay's there. It, 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 it almost feels like this was a team out of everybody in the division that could really maybe challenge Kansas City to a degree, make Kansas City sweat some. Um, given the fact that they had some pieces coming back. And so they started off rocky a year ago, but they got a little bit better as the season went on. Uh, Drew Locke kind of settled into the quarterback role, so that wasn't a need for them anymore. Now you get this blow to the team, and Von Miller is clearly devastating to this organization. Um, it's, It's just one of those situations. They've got to now try to figure out how to get those sacks from Whoever's replacing Von Miller, that defensive productivity, uh, somebody's got to step up on the defensive side from a leadership standpoint. You just hate to see it happen to a guy 
He's gone through a lot this offseason. Coronavirus. Coronavirus, the COVID situation. Now this happening to him, and he's older. You always wonder what happens to a guy that's a little bit older when they get an injury like this when they come back the following year. Well, Keith, that's my question I was going to ask you. Having that tendon injury, you look at future Hall of Famer carries $22 million cap number in 2021. Um, what does that mean long term? Right, like, what, how do you? If you're John Elway, how do you make that decision? Uh, you know, is this somebody that you keep? Well, they got to keep him on the books. This obviously, year. in this year, obviously, um, it just depends on where he's at in terms of the rehab. What, like, what what is it that he's going to look like at the end of the season? Like, you know, they they say season ending, but does that mean that he can't come back playoff time? What you know, will he be around next March, looking like Von Miller of old? It all just depends on what that is before you make a decision. You can't make a 21 decision in 20 just yet Understood. because the guy's not on the field. But as a GM, you have to start thinking about that kind of stuff, especially no, when you talk, make mention of his age, where he's at, your ability to recover off an injury like that, to play at the same high level that he was at. Yeah, but the cap can always be played with. You can play with the cap. You can move it around. Well, the cap may change, right? It, well, it is going to change. But change. I'm saying you could you could go to him, renegotiate, it's all about how healthy he will be in the offseason, Z, when they make a decision on what to do with him for the future. They actually talked about it a year ago about trading Von Miller and trying to see what type of value they could have gotten for him. Obviously, they didn't move him. He's still there. Now you scratch your head as a general manager, president of a team, and say, well, if we'd have moved him, maybe this doesn't happen. Contentious negotiation with Elway, by the way. To your point, Jay, he is 31 years old. And just for some context, he was drafted right after Cam Newton. So think about Mm. how long Cam's been in the league since 2011. He was drafted right after him. And by the way, Chubb fell to them in that draft a couple years ago. And that might be the best thing of all because now without Miller's production, Chubb will be back. But as Key said, he's coming off an injury as well. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Still on the way, what will it take for Milwaukee to buck their postseason trend of early eliminations, boots on the ground to Milwaukee. How are the fans feeling this morning? Not good. And what do they think about keeping Giannis long-term? That's a more complicated answer. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. After Giannis brushed Jimmy Butler in Game 2, where Butler hit those free throws with no time on the clock, Jay, nothing right happened. They lost Game 3. They won Game 4 without Giannis. They lose Game 5 without Giannis. That moment, that one moment changed everything. Coach Mike Budenhauser 
got outwizard by Eric Spolstra. The whole series. What <laughs> key? You know, you, you've been doing radio for a longer time than I had. You know, last year when yes, you talked about correct. the new faces, you don't, okay, I already said it. You don't have to confirm it and triple down on it. All I'm saying is over the last couple of years, as we talk about the new faces of the NBA, we've been talking about Giannis. Giannis, he's coming. He's coming. Giannis, even this year, just a reference for people, don't you remember where he, he took his two hands and he put them on top of his head like he was putting the, the, the crown on himself? Right. Right. So if we knew what the game plan was going to be to stop Giannis in the playoffs, if you're Coach Mike Budenhauser, you've had the whole year to prepare for this. I know COVID, other things have came into it, but we knew this was going to be the case, yet Eric Spolstra just outcoached him. Fair enough. No question about it. But I would say that Giannis had everything right after the game. Check this out. Hopefully we can learn from this and, um, you know, get better as a team and uh, come back and hopefully we can build a, a culture in Milwaukee that uh, for many years that we can come out here and compete every single year for, uh, for a championship. Those last few words were the most important. Be here for the next several years to compete for championships. Is that going to tamp down any of the trade talk or leaving talk? Let's talk about it with Jen Latta, ESPN Radio in Milwaukee. She joins us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Okay, Jen, boots on the ground. I know your show is still to come here this morning, but I'm sure the social media reaction was fast and furious last night. What are the Bucks faithful saying to this premature exit? Well, there is a frustration, certainly, and you guys know that fans' reactions is going to run the gamut. It's going to hit on every single spot on the spectrum. But I want to make sure that this gets out there. There is a sentiment that I saw from a number of Bucks fans reacting to the loss and their subsequent bounce from the bubble, that despite the outcome of what the Bucks did for social justice, and the awareness and leveraging their position to get conversations with local government that regardless of what happened, ultimately, that this was kind of a win. Um, it was bigger than basketball. Now, obviously, you have people who think that it was a distraction, that they should have focused on basketball. Those fans are out there as well. But I think the sentiment I'm seeing, which actually surprised me last night, was that if all of that was a distraction that affected their mindset, that, that influenced them not being able to completely focus on basketball, that it was kind of worth it. Um, Bud said last night after the game, and I know you guys heard it, that ideally your, your team is capable of doing both, and he believes that his team was capable of doing both. But he talked about being on the right side of history and the character of this group. And he said that, you know, when it comes down to it, he would like to have guys who are character guys, and, and he thinks that they'll be remembered for what they did for social justice. Jane, you're absolutely right. Ahmaud Arbery, Brianna Taylor, names that we have to say their names and continue to remember. Getting back to the game for a second, what do you think is next for Coach Mike Budenhauser? How much does this loss fall on him? Well, I think there is a lot of respect for Mike Budenholzer here in Milwaukee with the with the owners of the team, with the GM of the team. I think, again, there is a frustration, right? And this reputation kind of precedes Bud, that he is a kind of a stubborn coach who kind of is a we-do-what-we-do kind of guy. Um, you know, right now what we do seems to be being bounced from the postseason prematurely, and that's not going to, you know, win over any more fans. Um, 
But I think that it's something that's tweakable, right? Like, yes, this is what has gotten Budenholzer to this point, but you have to evolve. And I believe that, you know, the stubbornness, the extended minutes, the playoff rotation, et cetera, those are all things that they can say, okay, we've seen that that doesn't work, right? Being stubborn to some of those things. So going forward, how can we evolve as a coach? I also think we're forgetting about the asterisk conversations that we had during all of the seeding games and leading into the NBA season. And it was that this season was unprecedented, right? Because of its uniqueness, it's unorthodox, it was, it's, it's a bizarre season. Why would Bud Standards and any other coach who got his team in the bubble, who was able to exist in that very unique space, why wouldn't those circumstances be considered when talking about the future of the head coach as well? So I believe that the GM, the GM rather, and the owners of the team are going to look at that and say, this is unprecedented in what this team and what these NBA teams went through, and that will be taken into consideration when they consider his future. What's the future of Giannis? Is he going to be a buck long term or, or we're going to look at some sort of sign and trade situation? Well, I think we heard Giannis, uh, you know, kind of show his commitment to the Bucks last night. Obviously, you know, emotions are high right after a game, after a loss, after, you know, the season comes to a dramatic end like that. I saw reporting that the Bucks have no interest in trading Giannis um, if he passes on signing that Supermax this offseason. I know you guys saw that as well. Uh, and I know that the question became his priority is winning. Can the Bucks do that ultimately? Can they put pieces around Giannis? The guys they have are getting older. So, you know, you have to assume, as we always do, this you know, this iteration of this team is not going to be together. I think I saw that Williams already decided he's retiring <laughs> um, this morning. But but I talked to people inside the Bucks organization, guys, and this is the takeaway I had from that conversation. I have every reason to believe that loyalty will play a huge role in framing Giannis's decision about his future. I think there's an appreciation for the Bucks brass and the franchise guys going back that saw something in him when no one else did and made that commitment to him and his family. Obviously, nobody knows except Giannis and those closest to him what he is ultimately going to do. But given those conversations and that situation, I like Milwaukee's chances of keeping the MVP. Great conversation there with Jen Latta. Jen, I never thought we'd be uh, on the verge of Packers-Vikings week and your entire show is going to be about something other than the Packers and the Vikings. That kind of shows you where the Bucks have gone in your great city. Thanks for joining us this morning. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jen. That's Jen Latta. We got a lot of NFL talk on the way, obviously, the opener tomorrow. But Packers-Vikings, can you believe it, guys, taking a backseat to Giannis and company? Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin, brought to you by Mako. Mako's ready to fix those dents, repair that collision damage, spray on a fresh coat of paint with online estimates, contactless service, and their best price guarantee. Come to Mako and roll out refresh. Go to Mako.com to get started and find a shop near you. Uh-oh. Better get Mako. Jay, take me inside the mind Wait, of a player. Coach Budenholzer. Mike Budenholzer. Holzer. Did Holzer. I say it correctly? Coach I just want to make sure I said it correct. I've been calling him Coach Bud my whole life. Gotcha. Now I'm saying the last name. Yep. Okay. Sound like somebody got mad. (laughs) Salty. Many, many years as an assistant for Greg Popovich. Then he won 60-plus games with the Atlanta Hawks, won 60-plus with the Bucks. I know he's getting a lot of heat, but obviously his resume is pretty darn good. Take me inside the mind of a player here. Giannis said earlier this week, and this just caught me a little off guard, he said there were many reasons we didn't play well. We didn't play as well in the bubble. You mentioned the 8-10 and record overall. A couple of days ago he said, you know what? Having 20 people in the crowd, quote, probably affected us a little bit. I can never, ever imagine LeBron saying that. I can never imagine Jimmy Butler saying that. Go ahead, Key. Well, LeBron did say that. He did say that. He did say that. He said that, yeah. I just wanted to stop you because LeBron did say at the beginning stages of the bubble. I'm with you. I just think from – but that's something they could overcome quickly. Could it not? 
it it's I mean, I it wouldn't affect me. I can only go from my personal experience of being at a practice when there's not fans there and we're still going 100 miles an hour, I could take that same mentality to the field and not have to worry about the crowd being there. But clearly it affected some players. It was in their minds early on. Now we're late in the year That's now. What I, I mean. mean, late in the bubble. You got to adjust. You got to adjust. It's late in the bubble. You got to adjust. Okay, just I, I know we live in this realm, especially within sports. It's embedded in our minds. No excuses, no excuses, no excuses. Get things done. But at the same time, if we're going to be realistic, I mean, they had the second best record at home out of any team in the NBA besides the 76ers, right? But, but that's true, though, Jay, but I agree with Z. You got to adjust. You've been there I, for 17,000 years. I'm not, saying not, to, I'm not saying not to adjust. Look, I, I just sat here and said that I thought Coach Budenholzer got actually – Well done. Did just, I, thank just, you. I got it correct. Bud, man. Yeah, thank you. you thank you. I think he got out coach the the whole series, right? Uh, they haven't been playing their best basketball. But you would have to think, and, and I know you're going to say, what if a lot of things could happen? But the way Milwaukee is having the number one overall seed, them playing at home, they were exponentially a different team playing in Milwaukee than they were on the road and playing at a neutral site for a team that did have holes, taking into consideration having time off, I don't think Coach Bud. I don't think Coach Bud is going to get fired, uh, but there still has to be accountability on him. And you heard Jen Lada talk about him being a little bit stubborn with rotations and minutes being played and things of that sort. And also Giannis owning his voice about him mandating what he wants from this franchise. Mm-hmm. I think those are things that have to change moving forward. Now I'm gonna sound like a coach. They put their shoes on one just shoe like at a time, else. just like everybody else. I hear you. the Lakers, the Clippers. Miami, the Sixers, who else was in the bubble? They all was in the bubble, right? I mean, that, so it's not – clearly teams want to be at home. They want to be in their own comfort. They want to be able to drive their car down the freeway to get to the stadium and listen to their music. It, 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 there's no question that you feel more comfortable being in your stadium where you can see the lights in, in the corner threes. You know exactly where everything is at. But you, you dealt these cards, you got to deal with it. And here's, here's where you know that Giannis has not arrived yet, right? And this is said with no disrespect. No disrespect because he's about to win MVP. Oh, that sounds like he's getting ready to be some he, He's about to win back-to-back MVP, <laughs> defensive player of the year, first-team all-defense. You know, had one of the best, had the best record in the league, best offense team, best defensive team in the league. But, we're, we're, I mean, we're obviously talking about him missing the game, right? Well, he missed. I know. He missed the game. Yeah. Ankle injury. And play imagine hurt. if imagine if that were LeBron. Real talk. Well, just, I'm just but saying. it's a different conversation because you're talking about arguably, not arguably, you're talking about possibly. That's a better word, right? Mm-hmm. The greatest basketball player to ever live. Understood. So 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 the, the the standards for LeBron is higher, greater, more severe than a Giannis based on who he is. Equity. All that. I mean, everything that you could think of. It would be the same for the late Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, any of the greatest players that we think ever played the game where Giannis, eight years from now, it may be that type of conversation. Kevin Durant, same thing. Kevin Durant is in that stratosphere with those other guys. If KD, something happens to KD, ah, he's sensitive, he's this, he's that, just because he expresses his feelings on a burner account, people might think, you know, certain things. So you agree with me? You agree with me? No, I do. I'm just saying I'm just saying, yeah, exactly. He hasn't arrived yet. He hasn't arrived. He hasn't arrived at that status. Keep in mind, 
He's 25. Give him eight years. To your point, he'll be 33. LeBron is 35. So it would be similar to give those comparisons. LeBron obviously has a ton of equity. To your point, Giannis is still building. Sounds it. better when you say equity. <laughs> equity. This yeah. this okay. may be a dumb fan question, but I, this is what I thought as soon as they got eliminated last night. You take me inside because we just talked about LeBron. For the latter stages of LeBron's career in Cleveland, in order to keep the owner Dan Gilbert's feet to the fire to continually add pieces. He said, rollover deals, one-year deals, right? I'm going to keep extending because you better get me the guys you said I was going to get when I came back in that letter and then obviously won the championship. Is there something to be said with Giannis coming upon one year left, essentially saying to the Bucks, I know you know some of the owners, the co-owners, I know you have a personal relationship. Is there any sort of LeBron analogy there where he can go to them and say, you better get me what I need. You better get me what I need. I got one year left. Zubin, that's what I that's what I talked about in the whole first block. That, you know, LeBron took that next step when he had Mike Brown saying to Dan Gilbert, this is what I need. He wasn't just the best player. He was a de facto GM, right? Mm. He was a de facto head coach. Giannis has to take that next step. Now, look, I was at Mark Lazary's house when I was the, the Bucks co-owner. Uh, and Wes Edens is the other co-owner. Bing. Uh, when <laughs> you're so silly, you're so stupid. I can't with you. When they found out that the Bucks were going to boycott. essentially forfeit, well, originally they were going to forfeit the game and then turn into a boycott with Orlando doing the same thing. But he has the relationship with Mark Lazary and with Wes Edens, the other co-owner, to start talking to them that way. But that's the next step in the evolution of Giannis as the maturing aspect of his game comes comes upon. But also. I think, and you tell me if I'm right on this, uh, Jay Will. I had to think of your name. You had to think of my name while um, you were looking at me? Yeah, because I know so many people. Um, <laughs> You're the worst. I know, right? <laughs> it, when you look at LeBron's decision on the one-year deals, you also got to factor in he made a whole lot of money mm-hmm. prior to that to secure himself. Mm-hmm. So he was put in a position to be able to demand certain things and take those one-year deals because when you start to think about the off-the-court stuff, Giannis doesn't demand or or have that type of off-the-court stuff that LeBron has had throughout his career. True. I mean, LeBron is a billion-dollar shoe deal. So, you know, Nike was basically, here you go. That's not where Giannis is at yet. So taking a chance on a one-year deal uh, opposed to securing your entire future factors into the way you approach things as well. I mean, you are talking about a two hundred and fifty plus million dollar deal, Zubin. On the table here for the that, Super that, Max. That's uh, you can that's do you massive. can do a show to show deal if you like here. <laughs> that, that's a massive deal. I mean, think about think about where we are <laughs> with the economy, with COVID, with the. Ca- I mean, there's a lot of moving parts here. That's oh, a massive opportunity. Let me ask you this. I, Jen mentioned, Jen Latta, who was with us a few minutes ago, mentioned maybe we're not seeing the whole picture because of everything Milwaukee had to deal with, with the social injustice, and maybe at the end of the day it'll be seen as a, a better season or a broader view once you have some hindsight. But this is one thing I would think. They drafted this kid in 2013. He's been in the league seven years. He's 25. In 2014, the Bucks won 15 games. Mm-hmm. In 2014, let me say that again. They won 15 games. And now they're a year-in, year-out, perennial contender. You can bank 60-plus wins pretty much every year if we have a full season. They're the Fiserv Forum, their brand-new arena, is one of the best in the league. It's always packed every night. Isn't there something to say, yeah, we haven't reached the mountaintop yet, but it's that old cliche of why don't we enjoy – Keys, tell me I'm wrong, but why not enjoy the journey before we get to the destination? Expectations, man. Expectations. I, I don't Jay Will knows from a basketball standpoint, but we know from an overall sports standpoint, as well as 
fans. There are expectations. We were just there last year, right? And guess what? The guy that won it all is no longer in the conference. He's over there fighting in the West. So we should, Kawhi Leonard. So now I shouldn't assume people know who I'm talking about, but yes, Kawhi Leonard. Now we should be on autopilot to get to the championship. And guess what? We got derailed. So as a fan, I don't have that patience to continue to just keep, oh, 2014 or 2013, we won eight games and 20, we won set. No, 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 no. You had me at the brink last year, right there on the edge of my seat. I get there this year, I'm all in. I done marched off the house to get tickets and everything else, and you let me down again. I mean, it's like that's the way fans think, you know. It's just, and I'm a fan. Right. I'm a fan of Lakers and Dodgers and Raiders. I'm a fan. You know what you do if you're a fan next year, if you're a Bucks fan? You're just putting your two index fingers on your ears and you're going, nah, 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 nah. you're not hearing anything until you get to the postseason. You know why? Because none of that stuff matters now. Having two years in a row is the best record in the NBA. Okay, cool, great. Been there, done that before. doesn't matter. Like best offense in the league, great. Best defense in the league, great. I don't care. Take me to the postseason. What are we doing in the postseason? Those results matter now more than ever for Buck fans. S- sounds good. Smells bad, though. <laughs> I mean, you, as a fan, it's hard to, you know, it's hard. I'm just telling you, it's hard as a fan to sit back and just ignore your team. You know that you're set up for success. Like, we got players. We got this. We got a great coach, a great organization, doing all the right things. And, again, the guy who was the MVP – in a championship is no longer Kawhi Leonard is no longer in our conference. We should be rolling. We got the defensive player of the year. We got what we running off. What is the defensive player of the year? Possibly two time MVP of the year. Same scoring, guy, by the way. Scoring champion. <laughs> you know, all this craziness. And we getting bounced. It goes back to this, too. And uh, we're, we're going to see them in the Western Conference Finals. And if he's able to pull it off, we need to insert his name into some of the greatest players of all time conversation, and that's Kawhi Leonard. I mean, there, there are a lot of players that show Not up in the regular season. <laughs> well, we don't know that. I mean, look, I think the Lakers would be probably no, no, the I mean, favorites. I, I mean, I'm sorry to cut you off, even though I just did. Um, no, I'm sorry. talking about. Don't, don't apologize. I'm talking about the about greatest it. conversation about the greatest players. I don't, the reason I say it's not going to happen because of his personality. It's just he doesn't say anything. So people, you know how it is, Jay. No, if I you ain't. If you ain't saying something or got that certain swag, they kind of just scratch you off as a great player. But it kind of goes to this whole argument key that we get into. We don't value regular season success at the same weight. doesn't carry the same, as Zubin would say, equity Mm. that postseason does. So now watching all this talk about low management for Kawhi and I can't, I don't like him. He doesn't play. And, you know, I I hate this style. Guys, low managing. All those fans don't care now. I wonder what that fan sounds like. All those fans don't care now as long as 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 Kawhi wins finals MVPs and they win world championships. And if he's able to, the claw, go against LeBron. And if he gets the better edge of LeBron and then they win the world championship, it's time we start talking about Kawhi in that conversation. It's just, it, you know it's not going to happen. I, well, we, I mean, we need to, that's our job to make it happen because he's no, deserving I, of it. He is deserving of it. He's one of the best players that I've ever seen play. But it's, again, it goes back to his personality. It goes back to what you're saying about the regular season. 
because I really don't care about the regular season. All I care about is the postseason, and and clearly he's not low managing in the postseason, no. right? I mean, that's... got four and a half months off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, he's, he's had time see to you sound back. like a fan right there. It's like ah, four and a half months <laughs> off. You better be playing. But I say, as a fan, you can use it your to your advantage or a disadvantage. Hey, you have four months off. It's hard to find. Like think about that for Bucks fans, right? Right. As a fan, you're like. We have four months off. Hard to find our chemistry. We're not playing at home, right? Didn't work out in our advantage. Whereas Kawhi, we've had four months off. Man, this is great. Team is, you know, our 16th game that we're playing together collectively for the first time. It's working out to their advantage. What did I say to you when we was walking in the hallway, though? When we, we were talking about. You said a lot of things to me. I don't know. Well, we were talking about Kawhi. <laughs> you got to think, man. We were talking about Kawhi and LeBron and the claw being on LeBron. I said, regardless, LeBron's going to get his. And that's the same thing with Kawhi. No matter what, he's going to get his. No matter what, because that's the type of players they are. They are. They're the type of players that no matter what you throw at me, I'm gonna still figure out how to counter that with a counter punch. Whether it's a Kobe, whether it's a Michael Jordan, Shaq, they they know how to get what it is that they need to get. I, I don't. I don't know about that. I'm, LeBron, I'm telling LeBron, you, LeBron may still do his thing, but yeah. let's not act like Kawhi Leonard hasn't been one of the best defenders to guard LeBron. But it doesn't matter, though. LeBron's still going to get his. He's at this In that this moment we're talking about, I hear you. he ain't going to just all of a sudden fold his tent because Kawhi is up on him. Vice versa. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, including Dan Graziano, on how concerned the NFL is about COVID-9 now that traveling has begun. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast. 